Hexapod Stories by Edith Patch, Jumping Jack. You would never have thought to see Jack that he could jump. He looked as if he had grown on the bittersweet vine. He looked like a thorn that would stay there even in winter, like the bright red berries. But when you stop to think about it, you would remember that a bittersweet vine does not have thorns, not real ones. Then you would point your finger at Jack and say, You can't fool me, sir. You're not a thorn. And before you got through telling him that, Jack would be gone. He wouldn't jump, though. Not that time. He would just slip around to the other side of the branch, where you could not see him, and sit there looking as if he had not moved, and as if that were the place he had always grown in. So you would play hide-and-seek with him for a long time. Jack would hide and you would seek, but if Jack is touched too hard, then he is nimble and he is quick and he will jump off with a snap and spread his four wings and fly a little way. For Jack can fly and so can Jill, his little mate, but they will both come back again to drink the sap of the bittersweet vine. There they sit now with their sharp slender beaks stuck right down through the bark and drawing the juice up through the hollow tube as you suck lemonade through a star straw. They find it pleasant to sit there all the summer day and sip the juice of the vine. Do you think Jack and Jill look like little birds? Well, that is just what a man who watched them nearly 70 years ago thought too. Not that Jack and Jill are 70 years old. Oh my, no. But there were some others just like them on bittersweet then. Our own little Jack and Jill hatched out of their eggs in May. They had stayed in their nest all winter without hatching. Just think of it. It didn't hurt them one bit. I don't know why, but it didn't. The nest they lived in while they were eggs were holes. Their mother cut in the stem of the vine and tucked full of eggs in little rows. Jack had 12 brother and sister eggs. Jack had 12 brother and sister eggs in the nest with him, and Jill had even more. Jack was the last egg his mother put through the hole in the bark into the nest. When he was safely poked down at the end of the row, she covered the hole with something that looked like the nice sticky frosting that is dripped from a spoon to the top of a cake. It wasn't sweet, so it couldn't have been frosting, but that is the way it looked, and it was in a wavy heap, almost as big as Jack's mother. Now, wasn't that a good way of tucking her eggs in, to plaster them down with a sticky white blanket? Jill's mother made her nest just the same way, so they, so there they were, snug as could be, little Jack and Jill, and all their brother and sister eggs. Think of the things that were to happen before they could hatch. Anne Gusty was still playing her clown tricks in the meadow with the big blue sky for a tent. Several weeks after Jack and Jill were tucked into their beds, Grill sat before his open door and fiddled a happy lullaby of cree, cree, cree. Luna, brown as a nut, lay on the ground in her own silk bedroom fast asleep too. Cold weather came when the ice did not melt even in the daytime 
and when the chilly earth was wrapped in a deep blanket of snow as wide as the cover Jack's mother had put over him and much thicker. Cold weather came when the ice did not melt even in the daytime. And when the chilly earth was wrapped in a deep blanket of snow as wide as the cover Jack's mother had put over him, and much thicker. There were a few days in January when the snow thawed, and Van wakened in the hollow tree, and came out, and flew about the sunny places in the lane, and drank at the edge of a little pool. Candlemas day came, and old Bumble was so sound asleep, she never even buzzed. And all this time, Jack slept under his blanket that was wrapped so closely to the twig that the snow could not sift in and stuck down so tightly that the wind could not lift the corners. Even when the pillow put, even when the willow pussies crept out along the twigs to warm their fur in the March sun, even then Jack was asleep. Some pretty blue lilies blossomed for Easter day, but Jack was still a tiny Easter egg himself, and it was not yet time for him to hatch. And then at last, May came and woke him. How does she call him when she had slept so long and so soundly? Perhaps with her sunshine, which brooded the nest of eggs in the bittersweet vine with its warmth, as a mother hen broods over her nest of eggs in the hay with her cozy feathers. And here he was, a feeble baby, so wee you would need a magnifying glass to see him with. What was he to do with that heavy blanket over him? If his mother had stuck it down so tightly that even the strong north wind could not move it, how was Jack to get out of bed? Poor little Jack with his twelve brothers and sisters. Whatever were they to do? Well, here he comes, like a tiny jack-in-a-box, poking his head right up through the white blanket. He does not try to lift it. He just sticks up his yellow head and red eyes and pushes himself out of bed. Of course, Jack is thirsty. And of course, a baby who can get out of his nest all by himself the first day can feed himself too. So out he creeps to the tender leaf and digs his little beak down into it and takes his first drink of sap. He likes it. Oh my, my, how he likes it. He likes it so well that for seven whole days, he hardly stops drinking. And by that time, his first baby clothes are so tight that he cannot swallow another drop. What is the greedy youngster to do about that? His clothes are grown on him too. Think of it. Never mind. Baby Jack is so strong now after taking a drink that is seven days long, that all he has to do is to stretch himself. And this rips his clothes in a little seam near the back of his head and tears his baby cap. Now he can pull his head out of the old cap and then get out of his first baby clothes through the torn place. His first dress had long hairs on it, but his second one, which grew on him under the old one, does not have these hairs. Instead, it has six lumps in a row on the middle of his back. You would think 
that second dress growing under the first one would be even smaller and tighter. But as it stretches, as Jack grows, he can take another long drink before his second dress is stretched as big as it can be. So he puts down his beak again and drinks for six more days. Then he needs a third dress, which he gets in just the same way as before. He creeps out through a torn place at the back. This time he still has the six lumps in a row in the middle of his back. And besides, a hump has begun to grow at the back of his head. While he looks like that, he takes his third drink of bittersweet sap and this lasts about six days too. After that, he gets his fourth suit of clothes, which like the third one, lumps and all, only the hump on his shoulders is bigger and there are two little flaps below on each side. These clothes keep on stretching for two whole weeks so that Jack has a chance to drink for 14 days without stopping for his next dress. But dear, dear, when he creeps out of his fourth dress, what a hump he does have. It has grown way up over his head. Yes, Jack is a humpback and all the doctors in the world cannot cure him. And the two flaps on each side are much, much bigger. Mm-hmm.